The people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. On the point of the turn here in Bomasay. Bomasay right out in the middle of the track, goes to the front, goes straight past the favourite Dr. Zeus. Bold tight running on Love Express, looking for a way clear. They will follow them by Prime Ruler. Rensday getting home down the outside with full recognition, but they've got to catch Bomasay. Bomasay, the outsider of the two from Sunshine Coast, is about three in front of full recognition. Love Express, Rensday try hard, but Bomasay. Bomasay first, full recognition, a good run second. I think maybe Love Express third on the inside of Rensday. Dr. Zeus had no luck. He was three wide, then Zoo Villa simply splashing. Bomasay taking out the Great Barrier Roof Cairns Newmarket last Saturday at Cannon Park with Peter Rose call there of uh, Daryl Hansen's back-to-back Newmarket wins and a leg of a winning double for Jason Taylor as the uh, Tab Northern Winter Carnival rolls its way up the coasts. It's made its way to Cairns and now it's going to be Cairns Cup coming up along with the uh, Cairns Amateurs. As we welcome you to Bushbeat for another week here on Radio Tab, Rounding up all of the country news of the weekend just completed. We'll let you know what happened at Longreach on Sunday with the Aramac meeting transferred from Saturday to the Longreach Jockey Club track. The Ben Bolt Cup went to LA walking at Bowen on Saturday. At Gympie, the Muster Cup taken out by Vanasta for the Gearins and Emily Lang. And it was the girls' day out at the Roma Turf Club with their eight-race program at Bassett Park and the girls riding the card there. Lots of news to get through on the show as well as a special guest joining us this morning with a very important message. And helping us out with all of that news, as always, on Bushbeat, is my partner in crime, Rob Luck. Good morning, Rob. Yeah, good morning, Tony, and uh, welcome back from a little brief sojourn. But are there any tales that got away with the fishing expedition this oh, morning? Oh, there was, there was a few yellow belly that we had to throw back because they, they weren't <laughs> up to size. But the big ones that we did catch were good, i got to tell you. And, yes, there is a lot to be said for sitting by the riverbank digitally disconnected from the world with no phone signal no one can bother you no one can annoy you you're sitting there by the campfire with lemonade in hand and thinking oh how's the serenity and i imagine the weather was pretty good for you not being peak time in winter yes uh, to be out there fishing yeah it got down to a couple of you know, two or three degrees at night but once you're rolled up in the warm swag you don't really care too much not a care <laughs> in the world Oh, well, good to hear. Good to hear it was a successful um, trip, as it was successful up there at Cairns as these uh, provincial meetings roll on to the Cairns Carnival. Of course, the Cairns come coming up and the amateur meeting coming up uh, later in September. But it certainly was uh, a big day out for the Headley Ownership Group and Steve Massingham with four winners apiece. But that feature win, and great to hear Peter Rose call for the second year in a row of the new market with Bomasay. And great to see Jason Taylor, who regularly uh, helps with the provincial meetings, getting that race-to-race double uh, with modernism on Mark D- the Mark Dale train galloper. And uh, Bomasay uh, defeating a very good quality field, Tony, because uh, Ren's Day, uh, Cleveland Bay winner, and you've got Dr. Zeus in there. And it was a capacity field. Um, a, bit, a little bit saddened to hear, I believe, rather salubrious may have retired out of that race. Of course, Battle of the Bush and Country Cup's... Um, Victor, uh, but it's a quality field, and Bomber say Daryl Hansen developing this great record, uh, taking those horses up there. But, geez, look at that Headley ownership group up there, and Stephen Massingham. They had winners with Broadway Babe, and all with uh, different jockeys. Nathan Day rode that particular galloper. Armour Forces uh, developing a good reputation. Chris Whiteley on board. Noel Callow had his double with Tycoon Bow, and uh, finally also in the final event. 
I think it was, the final event. Yes, uh, with Stephen Massingham trained Matterhorn. So I know Tom Headley and the group certainly pour a lot of uh, money into the ownership of horses up there, and they've been richly rewarded on these carnival days um, when uh, you, would, you, you would certainly hope that you'd get the result there. Um, but uh, not to be in the uh, in the new market with full recognition going down to Bomasay. So we now move to the Cairns Cup. Tony is the next part of the leg on the provincial circuit. Yes, uh, Cairns Cup coming up this Saturday, 27th of August, along with the uh, Magic Millions Daintree Guineas for the uh, four-year-olds and a host of other great support races for the uh, the program there. And yeah, it won't be long then before we start focusing on the Cairns Amateurs, which is coming up in uh, early September. Ladies' Day is uh, Friday, 9th of September. Saturday will be uh, Cairns Amateur Cup Day. And just a quick note, uh, away from uh, the uh, the country meetings, Rob, uh, along with that Cairns program on Saturday, where Jason Tutter and Noel Callow each rode doubles, and as you mentioned, Stephen Massingham with a quartet of winners. On Friday, well done Boris Thornton on uh, his double at the uh, Gatton program for the Lockyer Valley Turf Club. Three jockeys rode doubles Thursday at the tab meeting at Rockhampton. Malaya Castle, Bubba Tilly and Ashley Butler. And Taryn Churchill trained a double at the GCTC meeting last Tuesday at Bow Desert. We always like to acknowledge those at those provincial circuits. We've got some news coming up on uh, some track renovations at Charleville and Quilpie and where they're going to be moving some meetings later in the year. But right now we want to introduce a very special guest to uh, Bushbeat this morning with a very special message, Rob. Uh, this week, uh, I guess it may have snuck up on a few people that weren't aware that it is actually uh, Queensland Road Safety Week this week. And Dr Colin Edmonston is uh, the uh, regional manager, road safety manager for Central Queensland with uh, the Department of Transport and Main Roads. We thought we'd have a chat this morning. Uh, some people would think, well, why are we talking about this on a, a show about country racing? But when we get to the crux of all of this, people will understand exactly why. Colin, thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. Yeah, good morning to you, Cole. Um, and thank you for getting in contact uh, with us. And we know how important, uh, particularly country racing and, and the provincial racing, is to the communities uh, that they surround and the events that go on around them. And what a good avenue that you're going to explain this morning of, of how you've linked in with Mackay Races today in terms of uh, Road Safety uh, Week this week. Yeah, absolutely, guys. So as you mentioned, it's Queensland Road Safety Week. And being a racing participant myself and... Uh, knowing some of the distances that the guys, guys and girls travel to get to meet, so I thought it was a really good avenue um, to promote the road safety message. And this year's theme is Road Safety Starts With Me, so it's, we're actually kind of encouraging individuals to have a think about ways in which they can make themselves safe and those around them because it's behavioural stuff which still is the big contributor to crashes, so it's really about thinking what I can do to, to make things safe. What have you aimed to do with the uh, jockeys today, Cole? I believe there's um, yellow armbands involved. And why the choice of yellow? I mean, it's a good week to do it in too with Daffodil Day um, also on this Thursday with that yellow colour signifying that particular cause. But um, what was the reasoning yeah. uh, linking into that? Yeah, yellow is the road safety colour. So we thought we'd um, have the jockeys with yellow armbands. The other thing too is we're grabbing snippets with community members across a number of community and industry groups and just getting them to, to throw out a, a road safety message to, to their own communities. And I'm sure uh, knowing a lot of the jockeys and trainers that we have in CQ, I won't struggle to get them to throw out a, a road safety tip today rather than a horse racing tip. 
Colin, we know about some of the miles that uh, our trainers and jockeys have to do week in, week out to ply their trade. It's amazing uh, when you talk to some of the the, uh, the stables and ask what the uh, odometer on their truck or their, their Land Cruiser is showing, how many hundreds of thousands of kilometres they're doing a year. And I suppose, Rob, we're looking especially at the, the far-flung tracks this this coming, coming couple of weeks when we're looking at mm. uh, Batuta, uh, Birdsville, Baduri, those sort of ones, and we've been all the way up to the, the very top of the state up to Laura. It's something that we probably just take a little bit for granted in country racing circles, Colin, and it's something that we probably shouldn't take for granted is that tyranny of distance and what people should be doing to ensure their own safety on the road. Oh, absolutely. The tyranny of distance is a big one. And, and I think this is, this is an area of, of health and safety where we can really um, tap into that mateship culture that we have in racing. So we often have several jockeys travelling these far distances and trainers. So... Let, let, I'm just encouraging them to plan their trip, see if they can link in with another trainer or another jockey and then be able to share that driving. I guess it's, it's, a, it's a big task and the more we can help each other, the better we'll go. Yeah, and uh, we have examples of that out here. I, I know that uh, jockeys like uh, young Emma Bell from Clermont uh, often will make sure one of her parents are coming across or a partner, Alex Hogarth, is um, driving across to uh, arrive safely. And, and you were talking about jockeys throwing out tip. Colin, um, what's your big tip, apart from the one you've just mentioned about linking in like that? Is there a big tip in terms of road safety that you'd throw out to all our listeners this morning? Oh, I think it's trip planning. Um, it's about knowing where you need to go, planning enough time, uh, having to think about where you might take a break on that journey to get fuel and stretch the legs and have something to eat. So it's, I guess it's that forward planning when you head out on a trip, yep. Well, the jockeys will be decked out today at Mackay, the um, yellow armbands, and uh, great a great initiative, I feel. And again, linking in with that community nature um, and using racing, which, as you said, has got a great deal of mateship involved um, with it. Uh, and, and, I mean, we're seeing this week also, I think it was I saw this morning... Um, Port, was it portable um, speed cameras are also coming in in Queensland? Uh, that's probably what a lot of people look at those things a little bit negatively, but your approach is looking at it in a very positive, proactive way. Yeah, absolutely. Any of the measures that are brought in uh, are brought in as a, as a positive measure to try and achieve that behaviour change that we're looking for. And at the end of the day, it's just about getting people home safely. Uh, that's the result that we all want. Uh, so, it, and, and it's great. I'm, I'm really appreciative of Queensland Racing and the Queensland Jockey Association and Mackay Turf Club uh, jumping on board with this and promoting it. They've been really positive about it and I, I know they're keen to promote it on the Queensland Racing website as well. And, and what better day to have it than to tie in with the Queensland Country Women's Association, another great uh, community network in our region. Yeah, very much so. It's one of those things, isn't it? All of these sort of things do intertwine, and we often say it on this show, Colin, where it's a case of country race meetings and more than just watching the horses go around the track. It it really is a, a day that is the social fabric of some of these communities, and people do travel those amazing distances just to get to these kind of once-a-year meetings. You were saying about planning your trip and where you're going to fuel up and that kind of thing. I wish I'd spoken to you last week before I was returning from my fishing trip in southwest Queensland. I was coming... Uh, out of one particular town. See, I'm not going to name it because otherwise I'd give away where my secret fishing spot is. But I was about 30k out of town and I looked at the speedo and I thought, I've only got about 60k of fuel left according to the gauge and I'm 90k from the next town. So I guess I had to do a 20-minute U-turn to go back and pick up some fuel and think, yeah, Goose, go and get a coffee while you're there and then when you get to the next town, I actually managed to find a truck stop that had a hot shower. 
And after you've been fishing down the river for a week, there is nothing like finding a truck stop with a hot shower <laughs> to be able to refresh yourself. I'm not saying jockeys don't need to do that, but, yeah, look out for those kind of places. They're out there and it's worth doing. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And see a bit of central Queensland and see a bit of country Queensland. Yeah. Like That's what it's all about. Yeah. Rob? I think it's a fantastic initiative and uh, and I'll look forward to watching because, uh, as you're saying, Colin, you're a racing enthusiast. We're watching a couple of horses go around this afternoon. Have you got have you got one of your own too that you could tell the listeners about? Uh, I, I, I have a sneaky interest in about half a dozen, but I don't have any racing here today. I, I have a few with uh, young Clinton Taylor in Rockhampton. I know he's bringing a few up and I, I think a couple of them should go pretty well. Yeah, he's always got a strong team up there going to Mackay Clinton and uh, we wish him well for the afternoon as well. But, uh, geez, thanks again uh, this morning for coming on. We often throw out at the end of the show the invitation for people to come and let us know uh, anything that's that is interesting to talk about on Bushbeat. And this is one that concerns everyone, um, uh, to Tony and Colin. It's it's all about our own actions, isn't it, and how we go about doing things on the road. And uh, certainly if we can reduce those road toll numbers, uh, very important message. Um, congratulations again, I think, on, on such a, uh, an original initiative uh, coming forward for road safety. Yeah, excellent, guys. And I really appreciate your support and getting behind this one. And just want to wish all the, the, the troops going to the races today. Mackay safe travels up the highway. Good on you, Colin. Thanks for joining us today on Bushbeat. Cheers, guys. Have a good one. Colin Edmondson is the uh, Regional Road Safety Manager for the Department of Transport and Main Roads, uh, based in central Queensland. But the message goes near, wide and far, Rob, as we do on this show. We go near, wide and far all through uh, Queensland, Tasmania, South Australia, Northern Territory. And, yeah, it's amazing some of the miles that our participants will travel in. We mentioned there, you know, like the jockeys and the trainers, you know, you throw into it the stable staff, throw into just the patrons as well um, that are looking at it and thinking you know what, I'm going to go to a particular meeting that's coming up this weekend and you'll drive five, six, seven, eight hours to be able to get to a particular venue because you've never been to Batuta or Bluff Cup Day coming up on the weekend or Camerwheel Cup Day or the Tower Hill Picnics or something like that. Yeah, it's it's something that we should talk more about, uh, but we just seem to take for granted a lot of the time and you'd hate for a situation to happen that... Uh, you hear about these kind of things where somebody says, you know, oh, such and such was on the way, I wish they'd... They got in touch and we could have travelled together instead of them going off the side of the road when they're a bit tired. Yeah, and, and, and good little practical tips. The more you talk to people, the more you share ideas and practical tips, as you were just saying, about the road stops and that, Tony, and making sure your fuel's uh, organised as well. And, um, yeah, and, and we know in racing, so much travel across the board and no better weekend in terms of displaying that with uh, Batuta coming up this particular weekend where the nominations are closing very shortly. And, of course, there was... Plenty of travel uh, heading up to Bowen on the weekend. They have a, a time-honoured race day up there where you have the Ben Bolt Cup, and it's always a benchmark 65 race. But interestingly, in terms of uh, time travelled and uh, age shall not weary them, uh, you start getting the older horses, and it's good to see one come to the fore in the Ben Bolt Cup with a 10-year-old gelding by tickets. It's now with the Josh Manselman stable in Alla Walking, taking out this year's edition.
Into the straight now, and with 300 to go, Bold Kingston quickly roomed up and went to the lead. Bold Kingston shot away, two lengths now, cleared out. In second, Diamonds and Stones, and LA Walking's letting loose from the back. It's Bold Kingston in front with 100 to go, but LA Walking's coming home well. It's Bold Kingston, the leader. LA Walking trying to pick him up. LA Walking goes to Bold Kingston, and LA Walking. LA Walking gets up to big Bold Kingston. Zeppelin rattled home for third. They were followed next in by... Yes, the 2022 uh, Burdick and Vet Services Ben Bolt Cup with Tony Wode's call there of LA Walking for Talia Fenlon and Joshua Manselman defeating Bolt Kingston and Zeppelin, Rob. I could listen to Tony Wode's calling all day, Tony. He's one of the best in the business. And the only thing I was dirty on about Bowen on the weekend, that it wasn't a TAB meeting because LA Walking is one of those horses I constantly follow. And it's been part of the John Manselman Rocket Lodge dispersal sale recently. Now a 10-year-old. And, and quite honestly, his form leading into this had been quite promising for this particular gelding because it had been over much shorter journeys and he just was showing something in each run. And uh, Talia Fenlon rode it to perfection the way it likes to be ridden uh, coming from so well back, just letting it find its feet and then circle the field and come home strongly in the straight. So well done, Josh Manselman, picking up uh, this particular galloper for the ownership group now involved. And it's only the second run after a fourth to bowl Kingston in its last start and he turned the tables on Bowl Kingston uh, for Georgie Holt and Aiden, Aiden Holt uh, with Bowl Kingston in second and Zeppelin uh, that's had a recent win as well into third place. But that Ben Bolt Cup, uh, it's always a good one with the benchmark level uh, attracting uh, a good degree of horse or horses into the uh, into the fields. But congratulations, LA Walking. As I said, age shall not weary them. He's a 10-year-old and so far this little preparation He's put together a few good runs. And, and the other one I was a little bit a bit cranky on in following was Cochrane, the cutest money going off for John Manselman and Jade Doolan. I know that Jade puts up on the social media post. I can't remember the number, Tony, but I think it was win number 17 maybe for her career. And it's one of the favourites of her uh, team there. Cochrane, he showed, I think Michael Charge, he's tipped this horse many times, but uh, he tries to steer clear of it. Uh, but look, it was well suited to this cutest race, the Benchmark 55, over the 1,000 uh, metres. In fact, the second division of the Benchmark 55. And uh, Cochrane really was impressive and uh, maybe starting to put it together. And uh, he, he defeated Tactical Illusion and Real Empress at the third run this prep with two wins and two placings in his last five. Uh, well placed by John Mansman to pick up that cutest money there on the day. There were some good results across the board here, and that other cutest money went off when Wayne Winters produced Curvetta with Nicole Seymour placed here at its only other uh, start on the track, and it also took it over the Georgie Holt-trained Miss Seattle and Shepherd of Fire into third place. So great to see that splitting of the cutest benchmark 55 handicap to give all the participants a, a good chance. And the other winners of the day saw Funky Music for Gary Dixon and Peter Cullen um, come off a Townsville fourth at its last start, defeated Focus and hit Snooth, another Georgie Holt. Georgie had plenty of placings on the uh, day there on Saturday, but no, the elusive winner uh, evaded the team. Uh, Ian Shaw combined with uh, Masayuki Abe uh, with the Abyss over Meteorano and uh, Bridezilla. This is an ocean park that's been near the money at its recent runs. And Strong Arc for Bonnie Thompson and Ash Butler, fourth at Mackay at its last run. It defeated uh, He Will Achieve in Broadwater in the maiden plate over the uh, 1,280 metres, the uh, written tycoon 
uh, Galloper. But uh, look, it's always a great meeting up in um, Bowen, and and uh, I know when their Bowen Cup comes around, uh, they'll have a massive day uh, up on that particular track. It's one of the feature tracks in that North Queensland area, Tony. We lost the dingo program on the weekend, Rob, but uh, by some of the social media pictures I've seen, they still had a uh, hoot of a day uh, where they weren't able to race due to the state of the track, but uh, they still managed to have a a fantastic day of uh, social activity by the looks of things there at Dingo. Uh, We're going to get on to the Aramac meeting transferred to Longreach on Sunday in just a moment, but news coming through via Cole Truscott of Racing Queensland this morning that due to the ongoing track renovations at both Charleville and Quilby, there's been some amendments to the racing schedule for uh, meetings coming up September, October, November for those clubs. There was a Quilby meeting scheduled for the 2nd of October. Uh, That's been rescheduled to Saturday, September 24, and will now race at Cunnamulla. The uh, Charleville meeting that was scheduled for Saturday 22nd of October has now been transferred to St George. And the Charleville meeting on Melbourne Cup Day, 1st of November, has been rescheduled to run on what is Stakes Day, Saturday the 5th of November, and will now be held at Quilpie. Now, there is going to be some minor distance amendments to the race programs. They will be updated on the programs via the uh, Racing Queensland and Racing Australia websites and, of course, in the race calendar. And uh, the Central Warrego Race Club at Charleville will now hold a betting meeting on Melbourne Cup Day in lieu of their scheduled race meeting. They'll still have all the facilities available on course, further details available from the club. So you'll still be able to enjoy Melbourne Cup Day at a racetrack in Charleville. Unfortunately, though, uh, due to the ongoing track uh, renovations there, they won't actually be racing on the day. So uh, very proactive from uh, RQ to get on the, uh, the mm-hmm. front foot with that and try and make sure that uh, everyone's well informed ahead of time. Quilpie, 2nd of October, now moved to Cunnamulla on the 24th of September. Charleville on October 22nd, now goes to St George. And Melbourne Cup Day, Charleville, there'll be a betting meeting on track, but the race meeting will go to Quilpie on Saturday the 5th. And talking about being on the front foot, uh, Aramac weren't able to race uh, on uh, Saturday, Rob, but uh, it was great to be able to see that the meeting was still able to go ahead within the region, transferred to Sunday to your course there at Longreach. Yeah, Tony... It's got me a little bit concerned. It's a bit of a bit bittersweet uh, moment, I think, when you look at the situations uh, that are occurring. And I'm and I'm not uh, being negative to any clubs in regard to this. These comments I make, but you, it's getting a little concerning. Dingo and Aramac both were in the same situation. Uh, we're talking a little bit different to say the Charleville one, where track renovations haven't worked as they should have, and and you know, and it's great to see, as you said, RQ cooperating with clubs and getting these changes made. We've got it right. The, the once-a-year clubs particularly have got it right in terms of racing being a, a tremendous community event, as you said at the top of the show. Look at the crowd that was at Dingo and the, the way that the Phantom meeting operated. The same thing happened at Aramac. But what's not getting right is having the track conditions in the condition it needs to be. And we've had Camerwheel also move again to Mount Isa for the third year running. And I'm just concerned that the processes need to really be put in place between RQ, the smaller clubs uh, and Curic, and maybe a task team of um, stewards, jockeys, trainers who can go to these tracks and really see what needs to be done because you sort of feel... Why is it happening? I know it's been an odd year with rain and and there's black soil and movement, but poor old Aramac, when you were over there, you had a great crowd there and people were just hoping for racing and jockeys rightly 
saw that the track was not suitable for racing with cracks in a black track. They brought a grader in uh, to try and just scrape it down and see how wet it was underneath. And it was too wet. It was unsafe. But you start thinking, well, maybe these sort of processes people who get paid more than me uh, need to put in place something that makes sure the processes get going well and truly months out for the once a year meetings in particular. We've got to get the racing side right because the community aspect is spot on. They are wonderful days for the community and they do a brilliant job. And I'm glad to see them go ahead with that. We've really got to get, get it right for the tracks wherever possible. And if there's a way we can solve that, by getting a little bit more organised or get processes in place leading into the day rather than leaving it to the week before, then we won't get this problem. But at the same time, the aromatic example is another good example of how as clubs link in with Cole Truscott from Racing Queensland, you can get things done. It was a case at Aramac, Tony, on the weekend. It could have been Longreach or Bar Calden because on track, uh, Tony Austin from Bar Calden was there, Helen Morton and myself from Longreach. Andrew Watts was already linking into Cole Truscott to make availability of a track so we didn't lose the race meeting. It's not always possible, not always that easy, but, boy, it takes a lot of running around and getting organised in, in last-minute decision-making to get it to happen but it'd be lovely if we can get these tracks back racing and, and I say that in a way not to be negative to any of the clubs so before I get hounded for any of the comments off off air um, I think we've got something to look at and we've got to get a process right to make sure that everything is spot on on the day and, and you don't get that disappointment on the day where the racing doesn't happen but we were fortunate we were able to get that Longreach meeting to uh, the Aramac meeting to come across to Longreach on the Sunday. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's well said. Uh, as you say, there have been some great steps forward in uh, uh, working, the, the clubs all working together and even the regions working together. You've only got to look back at how we had to reshape things to be able to get last year's Birdsville Cup to run in April of this year mm. uh, and, and shuffle things around like that. But, yeah, there, there needs to be a little bit more work done. As you say, it's people that... With bigger hats than you and I to uh, to go out and try and work something out, uh, whether it comes up at the next uh, regional conference where all of the regional reps get together and try and work out is there some sort of plan that they can do with RQ. Uh, but yeah, you do feel for these uh, these clubs, as we said. You know, there's some great um, work has been done in getting the social side of things right, but we just need to then work on trying to get uh, the racetrack set up. Out of that Longreach program on Sunday, there was a couple of memorial races, and we're going to uh, talk about those. And one of those was the uh, Jeff Dolger Memorial. This was the Class 6 plate on Sunday. Trebler starting to be felt for as they come to the home turn. El Jaroba putting itself into the race. The Snooper Star back in behind them. The widest runner coming into the straight is Shotgun Sunny as Music Award got squeezed between those two. They come down towards the Bory Tree. Hasn't really gone for, now she does. Bory Press bounds about two lengths in front of Kelmar coming out. The Snooper Star down the outside, Shotgun Sunny down the outside. The Snooper Star is chasing hard, but Murray's Press, Murray's Press holds on for a dominant win in the end by three quarters of a length over. The Snooper Star rattling home, music award into third. Back along the rails, there's one that made up plenty of Murray's Press taking out the class six there on Sunday at Longreach. Rob Shane Iverson, the winning trainer, and Brooke Richardson in the saddle. Oh, I'm and I'm so pleased to see our racing take place at Longreach and make sure the industry participants ran. And to see Maury's press run, I saw it at Aramac. Oh, Tony, she is a magnificent-looking mare, this press statement mare. Uh, bred and owned by Basil Nolan, our Queensland uh, Breeders' President and Australian Breeders' President. And uh, 
This is an exciting horse, and I'm glad we featured it this morning because when you look at the record of Maury's Press, she's still eligible after that win for Class 6. She's had six wins, five minor placings from 13, four wins a second from a last five, and Shane Iverson is plotting the program very carefully to move towards the country stampede, and I think... You know, the margin might have only been three a half a length, and I, I use the word dominant, but it was dominant in the sense that she just sat comfortably outside the lead. Does better when she actually leads, Brooke Richards, and felt. Um, but she was able to just get everything off the bit before the turn, and the snooper stars in red-hot form, and he charged home. But, look, they were never going to catch her, and they ran 109.46. And Shane Iverson pointed out an interesting feature. Uh, out of all the wins of the form of hers, uh, the three wins have come on a Sunday, and he mentioned this to Basil Nolan, and I say this tongue-in-cheek because we know Basil well, um, but he mentioned it to Basil, and Basil just quietly turned around and said, well, Shane, you do know, it, it was on a Sunday that the three wins come, and he turned around and said, well, you do know that I am Catholic, so the prayers work well, Basil, and it's great to see you with a good horse, and uh, Maurice Press, keep following this horse because it's quite exciting. Uh Tony, the day featured plenty of doubles with uh, Rick McMahon and uh, Jason Misson and uh, trainer doubles with Todd Austin and Mark Oates. Just to run through them, Todd Austin has another beauty in the team with Sacred Streams, two from two at the track and stable. Uh, Rick McMahon kicked it home over Mr. Cruz and Therapy. Uh, Todd's other winners, of course, uh, came with Raw Confession. Rick McMahon's uh, second leg of the double was Spill the Beans, having its third run for the stable, defeated She Made Me Do It and Love Over Gold. And uh, the other winners then for Mark uh, Oates uh, came in the program with Use Early for Jason Misson and the Young Ownership Group, headed up by Max Tanks, third run for the stable. The Outrich Mayor defeated Tayamina Match and all sorted. And Mark got the final event on the program. What a great win. Charlie Prow owned or part owned the landing. Two starts for Mark, and he's won both times at Longreach. And Jason Misson riding this one to... Um, the win after, to give him the second leg of his double after the win on news early. Defeated Typhoon Talaya and My Fixation. And you mentioned the uh, memorial side of things. Well, the John Dollinger Memorial, renowned for calling without the glasses in his time. John saw Enterprise Grand for Clinton Austin and Robbie Farr, the Rothsay. Uh, another 1,400-metre win at Longreach. This is second in a row. Maybe look out for the Longreach Cup for this galloper because he was impressive in getting up on the line from Nick to Skip for Shane Iverson and Brooke Richardson. And uh, no innuendo, another promising run into third. But it was just great to see, and, and it was a big it was pleasing to also see the number of participants who came up at the end of the meeting tony and thanked everyone who took part in making sure the meeting could be transferred uh to protect that money for the industry because let's remember in the central west unless you're going to batuta baduri and birdsville there's no racing out here for three weeks so if we lost another meeting it makes it very hard for the owners and trainers uh, with their horses. While we're out that neck of the woods, let's move further uh, up into the northwest. Mount Isa raced last Saturday, and it wouldn't be a Mount Isa day if Tanya Perry didn't have multiple winners. Likewise, Dan Ballard. Yeah, let's say a treble and a treble in mm. both cases. And uh, Tanya kicked it off with a trifecta with Art Thief over all at sea and Dream Halo. Dan kicking home uh, Art Thief, which had won at Richmond at its last start, the Lucas Cranick. Um, then Tanya had uh, winners... In the third race on the program, Grand Grand Campaign, a wicked wiki. 17 wins at the track out of 44 starts, 23 out of 106, two wins, two placings, his last four. Defeated Mr. Tyndall and uh, full of fire. 
And Tanya also then had a Quinella in the final event um, with a million dreams. Huge win by 12 and three-quarter lengths. Uh, Terry Hill riding this one over Riverside Blues for Tanya Parry and Gossiping uh, Girl. And, of course, we mentioned Dan. Well, his treble comprised that with Art Thief. Also for Mum, uh, Denise with Dukes County, the Dixie Prospect that had its 11th win over Louis the Legend and King Langdon. And Wicked Wiki was Dan's other... Um, so Dan actually had uh, three in a row, three successive races when Wicked Wiki took home the win. And uh, Hoops was able to get a win, um, as well as do photography as normal. Uh, Kerry Crow uh, trained Mopar, defeated the Kerry Crow trained Count Michelin in the maiden plate with laterally into third place. But uh, Dan and uh, Tanya, again, in terms of the new jockey and trainer premiership, They've really uh, kicked off with a good start with trebles on the day up there at uh, Mount Isar. We'll get to the Roma meeting in just a moment where the uh, girls put on a bit of a show at Bassett Park. But tell us about the Gimpy program on the weekend. It was Gimpy Muster Cup Day. Gimpy Muster Cup, and I think Kobe O'Brien will still be shouting or uh, celebrating because he had a great win with the Kobe O'Brien racing uh, galloper in Vinasta. Corey and Kylie Gearin trained and Emily Lang ridden in the Muster Cup and uh, a deserving win too because it's been ultra consistent this I'm Invincible Mare. Two wins, three placings, its last five. And it brings up seven wins and 14 from 36. So it's uh, been doing well in the city as well. So no surprise, even though I think it was its first start at the track, uh, to get the win over Capadano and uh, Fendoff into third place. A closing Capadano, only a length and a half behind the winner, but great result there for another young uh, racing ownership group in uh, KO Racing, Kobe O'Brien Racing, and a, a good cup win. I don't, don't know whether it's his first cup win, but uh, it certainly adds to the mantelpiece. Meanwhile, in the other races on the program, another better than ready got up for its first win, a four-year-old mare called Champion Parade for Louise White and Emily Lang defeated Jade's Mission and Miss Bontastic and the cutest money again going off with Champion Parade. Uh, horses that do well at the track also feature, of course, Rashid, another example of that, uh, two wins out of four at the track, Greg Hayes and Kelly Gates combining here. Uh, over Rising Spirit and was met. And that one's been in good form, so it's not a bad form line, the Class B over 850. And here's one that does love the track, Frisco Image. Of course, Frisco's Image was in the Battle of the Bush final. Uh, he's had two wins, three placings from five at the track for Andrew Mead and Morgan Butler, led all the way and trounced them by six lengths over Diggity and Ramtastic. So horses for courses there with that Frisco view galloper. And Tosino Bell, Trevor Thomas and um, Shania Willis, uh, was first run at the track for this Golden Archer, and it got up over Clareview Jet and uh, California Venture to uh, wrap up that program. But Vanasta uh, added another dimension to its uh, abilities with a sand track performance. Uh, and, of course, further sand track performances were seen on the weekend at Roma. And talking about a horse that loves the sand at Roma, the open handicap over 1643 from three at the track, Jockberg. Cleared out for another win at Roma. On the point of the corner, well, Jockberg sprints to the lead in front of Tycoon Zip. Running on OK again is another plan. But Jockbird, he mightn't win by as easily as he has in the past, but he's going to win by the best part of six links. Tight for second, Tycoon Zip. Just touched out another plan. Then Bernie's Tiger and Rinviana at the top. 
Peter Flynn was just a little kind there, saying he's going to win by the better part of six. How about eight, Flynn? Jockberg for <laughs> Soraya Champkin and Pat Richardson taking out the Maranoa Mobile Welding Open there, the last race of eight. And an excellent story up on the Racing Queensland website and social media pages. Rob Jordan Gerrins has written a great story about the wrap-up uh, there at Roma on the weekend. And as we've seen, uh, as uh, Jordan writes, it's becoming somewhat common for female jockeys to ride the entire card, uh, where it's happened in recent times at Rockhampton and Toowoomba. Uh, and at Bassett Park Saturday afternoon, it was the females that scooped all of the races on offer. But what impresses me, it was the, the female apprentices who were able to take the day. And let's add another dimension that um, Paul Dolan uh, emailed to me. We know of females riding the whole program, but this is a TAB, uh, sorry, a non-TAB country meeting that had eight races. We often see five and six. I doubt you'd see not only non-TAB, but be pretty hard to find a TAB meeting. Mm. Uh, Paul picked up on this too, that, that you've got the female jockeys riding the whole program, not just five or six. We stretch out to eight and they're still dominating. And as you point out, Tony, the apprentices dominated even more. Yeah, well, uh, Shane Scriven made that point uh, to Jordan in, in his story. Uh, Shane, as everyone knows, is RQ's senior apprentice coach. He says he can't remember another occurrence where uh, the girls have written the entire card, female apprentices riding the card, where the program consisted of so many races. He feels confident that it would be the first time it's happened where it's not just an entire car, but it's eight races like that. Tell you what, in country racing, we just keep setting some benchmarks, don't we? And great to see uh, the results there. And Soraya Champkin, uh, she completed with that Jockberg win. Three from three at the track for the skill gelding and 10 from 48. He's really in good form. And he defeated Tycoon Zip that's in good form. Two from two at its last two starts, over 1,400 and another plan. And he trounced them by that eight-length margin. But running through those apprentice jockeys, uh, Liz O'Donnell combined with Craig Smith with Savvy Song came off a second at Rocky last start. So no wonder it, the Your Song was an odds-on favourite defeating Gazman and Candy Dawn in the cutest maiden plate. No cutest money going off there. In the open handicap over the sprint journey, minted for Pat Webster and Alicia Donald um, got uh, its second win at the track over Fairfella and uh, Token, uh, Tokenagi Man. I think I got that wrong, but we'll have another look later. Hangry for Ben Waldron and Liv O'Donnell. Um, gave Liv O'Donnell a double for the day. Two wins, two placings. It's last five for Hangry. Another one in good form, this Super 1, over plenty of ticker and King Coney. And one of the closer margins of the day with the uh, three-quarter length margin. Island L. Um, it won for Scott Rogers and Soraya Champkin. So the double there for Soraya as well. Four-year-old mare by alert over Craig Smith, Craig and Hoff and uh, Yamuza. Queens Road. Now, here one, here's one that's three from five at the track. Cutest money going off for the Matt Crop Quinella here. Coins Road over Sabuli, and Sabuli's in good form. A spirit of boom, this horse. Two wins in a second, its last three, with It's All K okay in third. And Matt Crop had a uh, a race-to-race treble because in the next race he had an achiever lad for Alicia Donald, a double for Alicia, um, an achiever, uh, Gelding, uh, taking the win over Dixieland and Max and Matt. And then Matt backed it up with um, Sarah Robbins with Salazar, a deep field um, mare uh, that's had plenty of ability for a long time. Fifth win in 22 and uh, defeated Falave and Ratapole. So Matt Crop continuing to do well on this country circuit and continuing to do well every time he goes to Roma. But yeah, great achievements out at Roma with the eight apprentices riding the complete program on the day. Yeah, go and have a check of that uh, story that Jordan's written on the RQ website and social he's, pages, folks. He's done a great job. He's been job writing some great articles and mm. I, I'm really uh, pleased to see then the interest uh, that's, that's there in not only country, provincial racing, but across the board. Racing Queensland with that, uh, that, that race cube or the race 
program they put forward, really doing a good job. Yeah, Darren Cartwright's done some great stories lately as well, uh, talking about women in racing and things like that. So go and have a look if you haven't uh, checked in on the RQ website for a while. This week, following on from the TAB program at Mackay today, TAB racing at Bunya Park Dolby on Thursday, drove part of Stitt last week, and it looks green as... They've had a good bit of rain around there, so the track hopefully is going You're to be... You're giving away okay. part of your location, by well, the way. Well, I did say southwest <laughs> Queensland, so you've got to go sort of through Dolby to get to southwest Queensland, haven't you? <laughs> uh, Friday, day one of the Tower Hill Picnic Amateurs. Uh, it's bracelet day on Friday, and uh, I'm always intrigued, but uh, one of the races on Saturday is the Jumbo Trophy, and this has got... Uh, Weights of 82 and 84 Ooh. kilos that they ride in the jumbo there. Plenty of uh, entries in from uh, the usual faces when you look through the uh, the training ranks there. Uh, Frank Mannering and Robert McIntosh and Wes Irwin and Colin Delahunty and Tracy Leake. You know, the usual ones are, are filling the program there. But I was looking at the, uh, the Tower Hill uh, nominations. They've got 125 noms for Saturday. Uh, Friday, and this is one of the meetings where they do have uh, sometimes uh, the horses will back up Friday, mm. a- a- racing into Saturday. So what's uh, Friday's nominations? 110 and then 125 for, for Saturday. Yeah, and a young name you'll see there, Sam Nisbet in the training ranks now, has picked up a couple of good horses and doing a great job with that particular club and making sure that that picnic racing level is occurring. He's got one called Papilio that's going well for him too there, Tony. I'll be interested to see how it goes. The Tab Northern Winter Carnival continues on to Kansas, as we said earlier. Kansas Cup Day on Saturday. The meeting also features the lightning of the Daintree Guineas. It's Kilcoy Cup Day with the Tab meeting there on Saturday. Uh, you're off to Batuta for the Tab Batuta Cup. It's Bluff Blackwater Amateur Race Club Bluff Cup Day coming up on Saturday. Camerwheel Cup Day at Mount Isa. Day two of the Tower Hill Picnics on Saturday. And Warwick Cup Day as well on Saturday. So our Cups runneth over this weekend. As they do at this time of the year. We're even getting closer to that September one for your annual sojourn out to Longreach. But we'll concentrate on this weekend. And Batuta nominations would be in by now. Really looking forward to that meeting as always. But if you've got any great stories or any issues that you uh, would like to put forward. um, And great to have uh, Colin on this morning with road safety. But uh, email me at barkersnews at optusnet.com.au and we'll come back next week uh, with more great news out of particularly Batuta, but all those other country meetings on the weekend, Tony. Good morning to you. Good morning, listeners. Good on you, Rob, and have a great week. Thanks to Rob Luck and Colin Ebenston from uh, the Department of Transport and Main Roads, the road safety manager for Central Queensland, joining us on the show. As we said, it's one of those issues that we probably all take for granted, but we need to be more and more aware of. We don't want to hear of any... Uh, fatalities of people coming and going from race meetings. So drive safe, not just during Road Safety Week, but all the time. And well done to RQ and the Jockeys Association and the Mackay Turf Club for jumping on board with Road Safety Week this week. Have a great and safe week of racing. And we'll join you back again next Tuesday on Radio Tab to wrap up all of the news here on Bushbeat once again.